Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Stop, I guess we should probably add ourselves, eh? That'd be good. Usually do it. I was waiting on you. Who day, man? How are you? Doing great. How are you? Good. Excited, excited for tonight. I am, man. We're we're on the ultimate heater, man. The national media darling. And they gotta play. Uh, I, I don't know if I love that. There's still some there's still some doubters out there. So me, me, like one game at a time. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's hard to argue. Nine and four, five in a row, playing our best ball, which you want to be in the playoffs. But if we can run this and continue it into the playoffs, that's special. Like you said, one game at a time. But how good did it feel to beat the Browns? Oh, that felt. Oh, it, it felt very good. Felt really good sitting in the suite. I yeah, I knew you were gonna bring it up, you bougie. I had to say it. <laughs> I've never tried Tony's lips on Eric's orange era. Just like that, <laughs> it's off the rails. <laughs> Poor Jeff. They gotta play us, Jeff. You're right, Greg. Uh, we seen Jeremy a minute ago. His face is currently not on the screen in the background, so I'll give him a minute. Uh, he. Yeah, if he's ready to go, we'll go. Jeremy Rao, I hope I said that correctly. You crushed it, man. Wow, that's impressive. I don't have a uh, 
a cool mic like you guys or a brew with me, but I'm happy to be on the uh, Bengals and Brews podcast. Hey, we're, we're happy to have you, man. <laughs> you, you've been working the late nights at the Fox 19? Yeah, it's kind of a late night kind of job, which is cool. I work uh, roughly, I would say, two to midnight. Um, it just depends on what time of year it is. You know, if the Bengals are making a playoff run like last year, it feels like an endless month or so of, of late nights uh, of traveling and working and honestly a highlight of my career. So I'll take it again if it happens. I was just yeah. going to say, i sorry, but I hope you're having to work a lot of late <laughs> nights well into January and, and even February. So fingers crossed. Now, is that when they finally let you out of the office? Like otherwise, is it just office or are you out and about very often during this season? Did I lose you guys? You froze for a second, but we, okay. we heard you. I'm back. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, uh, is that when they let you out of the office is only for a playoff run? Or do they let you out and venture during the season? Yeah, I, I actually, um, I'm going to move my, give me one second here. because. Yep, we're losing them. Yeah. Oh, All good. Right, we'll, bring, we'll bring Jeremy back once he gets his connection sorted out now you just gotta look at me and joe for a while so i hope we don't lose all the viewers but i do want to ask him that because you know when you're working what do you say two to twelve yep i mean if you're just in the office the whole time waiting on your sports segment like that's another question what are you doing that whole time well you know i'm sure he's researching prepping I, i know but i'm just saying i if it was me i'd rather be on the streets talking to the people. Yeah. And yeah, I know sure. when the Bengals made the playoff round, you know, you got to do that a little bit more. So heck yeah. So while while we're waiting, tell tell us about your experience in the suite. Well the Fred Sportsbook suite. Uh, we'll get there. Okay, I'll talk Jeremy's about back. it. All right. I, I think I'm good now. I, I moved we have a whole new part of our building here that is uh I guess the Wi Fi is shoddy. So I moved here into our dressing room. Got makeup all around me now. Um, I was listening to you guys. Listen, here's the thing. There, there's kind of this this view in TV that we just kind of sit around the newsroom and wait for the news to happen. I, I don't think that. Yeah, I can't. I can't even sit still for more than five seconds. So I, uh, a typical day for me is there's a lot going on. We have afternoon newscasts, you know, that I'm writing for and editing video. I'm gathering video uh, for a Bengals game. I'm always on the sideline shooting video, or I'm in the press box. You froze again. Well, you're losing Jeremy. We'll again. continue that. So, many, many talents. Video guy. He's doing all this stuff. I, I keep losing you guys. I don't know if it's me or you. I got full Wi Fi here. I don't know what the issue is. Me, um, him, him and I are fine so far. So, okay, we'll, good deal. We'll see how it goes. It's a me issue. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm at every Bengals game for the most part. As far as road trips go, I went to New Orleans this year, uh, Nashville. Trying to think where else I've been. Um, won't be in Tampa or New England. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. There's always stuff keeping us busy. But most of the time I'm out gathering video. I can't, sure. just, I can't just sit still in a newsroom. It's just like I didn't sign up for a desk job. So I'm always out doing something. That's awesome. So, so they couldn't but, send you to Tampa in December? I wanted to go to Tampa, you know. like I lobbied hard for New Orleans because – we have a pretty good relationship with Jamar Chase's family and I wanted to do sure. a story with them. Um, and I wanted to go to Tampa because, you know, who's going to pass up, you know, Florida in mid December, I would pass up new England in a heartbeat. I'm not down with that <laughs> um, on Christmas Eve, but yeah, they, they, uh, they didn't go for it. They're safe. Look, we were, we're already having meetings here about covering the Super Bowl. If you want to know how local news works and I know it's crazy for fans to think about that, but the game is on Fox this year. Um, so it's going to be huge for us at Fox 19. And so we're having meetings about staffing and planning and how it's going to look because last year we were kind of caught off guard. I mean, not that we, we didn't see how good that team was and momentum with them, but it, it got to the AFC championship week and we're about three or four days from the game and, and we're having meetings like, okay, uh, if this happens, <laughs> here's our contingency plan for LA. And of course it did. So, we're already saving up money and all that kind of stuff and, and banking on a big playoff run. Sounds good to me. 
don't know about everybody else, but that sounds good to me. That'd be yeah. the dream. I mean, the only thing that'd be, be better than last year is if somehow they can uh, get the one seed and host more playoff games than travel. I mean, I know that's yeah. in some people's minds, it, it sounds far fetched, but you know, at least you get a chance to face the bills here. They already beat the chiefs. Obviously we know that. Um, I think they're better than the Ravens. I think we kind of all can see that playing out right now. And so you yep. just never know. You never know. Yeah. We've been talking about, about that a lot, about all the different scenarios. If we win out, we basically just need KC to lose one game and then we have have the one seed uh just based on tiebreakers and everything like that all right so jeremy what was your favorite moment covering last year and the Bengals run last year we lost it <laughs> but it's a cute photo it is dalmatians my kids made that photo for my profile. You guys will love that. <laughs> there you I'm, go. I'm going to try one just... more spot, guys. I'm striking out here over and over again with you. Let me try one more spot. You're good. It happens. We'll, we'll bring you back on. Well, it's usually one of us. It so. is. Well, it's actually, it's usually Derek. So. Yeah. Derek I mean, heck, here. My this is blame Derek. This is it probably fault. is Derek. Yeah. Yeah. We got yeah, X-Man offering to... Uh, to help cover the Super Bowl if they need extra help at Fox what a 19. Kind, what a kind, selfless dude. Yeah, there's, yeah, damn it, Dale. Yeah, there's, I guess we can blame me too. Yeah. All right, let's bring this handsome son bitch back on here again. <laughs> Look, location number three. I've never had so much Wi-Fi issues. On the move. Um, and it's so funny because my kids, they're, they're uh, eight and five. About two weeks ago, we're like, Dad, can we can we change your profile on on whatever it is, YouTube or Gmail? I was like, I don't care. And it's the Dalmatians. So you guys are getting to enjoy that. Yeah, That's you awesome. thought no one will ever see it. It doesn't really matter. I'll see it. It's all good. You know, I do what you got to do, kids. Awesome. Well, I, I had a question, unless you had something, Dale. No, go. So why don't you just start with uh, giving us a high-level overview of your background and um, you know, where you're originally from, how long you've been at Fox 19 and go from there. Sure. Absolutely. And again, I apologize for all the issues guys. Um, I have been, so I'm a central Ohio guy. And the funny thing is, is people will always ask me, who were you a fan of growing up? You know, was it the Browns? Cause there are a lot of Browns fans in central Ohio. If you, you know, if you're not from there, I'll know it. There's a lot of Browns fans. So where Joe lives. Yep. And uh, yeah, yeah. So that's just kind of how it is. Even local news, you know, which I work in, they cover the Browns probably 70-30 over the Bengals, I would say. And um, the Bengals are a bit of an afterthought. And so I grew up as an Ohio State fan. That was it. That was my team. Uh, in the 90s, I remember going to family get-togethers in Central Ohio, and you would see the Bengals and Browns on, and it's just like, who are these jokers? You know, it was always terrible. They're always losing. And so I wasn't diehard for either one. Cowboys, Rams, you were probably like me growing up then. Yeah, yeah, like I, I yeah, exactly, you know, I, and I didn't really have a, a big time NFL team that I rooted for. And so, um, you know, fast forward a few years, I, I, I decided that I wasn't good enough to go pro in anything. <laughs> and I wanted to be around sports somehow, some way. And so I went to uh, college for uh, media communications down at Asbury University in Kentucky a really small school, but a great media comm department and kind of started to, to learn that I wanted to go into TV and talk about sports on TV. And um, I've been doing uh, sports broadcasting now for, for about 15 years. I've been in Cincinnati for nine years, just at my ninth anniversary here. Uh, and so it's uh, man, it's been it's been a blast here. My family loves it here. We call Cincinnati home. We have no intentions of going back home to Columbus uh, quite frankly, my mom and dad have asked me so many times, when are you coming back? I've had people call me and offer me a job at least two or three or maybe even four times in the last nine years to go back to Columbus. But we fell in love with Cincinnati. Uh, I love covering several pro teams. Obviously, the Bengals have been an absolute blast to cover uh, more often than not since I came here in late 2013, sure. uh, at least interesting when they're not winning. And uh, now they're winning more than ever, and they, they're set up to win for a long time. So it's uh, it's been a blast. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I grew up in, in Westchester, uh, but I live in Blacklick, Gahanna area now, and 
I have season tickets and I make the two hour truck each way. Uh, so, but yeah, Cincinnati. Is lucky, really? lucky wow. Yeah. yeah. And Dale also makes a two hour truck. He's from the Portsmouth area. Yeah. No one has Portsmouth for anything. <laughs> yeah. My, so my uncle lives in Gahanna. I've got family in Gahanna and uh, I'm from Newark is actually where I'm from, which yep. is about 45 minutes Northeast of Columbus. Sure. Um, but yeah, I got you. That's, that's dedication. I see some fans all the time in the front row when I'm covering the game from the field. Um, you guys have probably seen them or know about them. They have a the little Chucky doll right there oh, yeah. by the Bengals tunnel. Yeah. Uh, they are from Granville, Ohio, which yeah. is, you know, right next door to where I'm, where I'm from in Newark. And so there's, it's cool to hear stories of people who just travel no matter what and, and make sure they're there for, for a Bengals home game. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was asking kind of before you cut out, like, what was one of your favorite moments covering the team last year in this surprise Super Bowl run or could be a player, could be a moment, could be one of the games, whatever. That was just anything. Yeah, and I see you, Strawberry Ice, man. Cincinnati is one of the greatest cities in the world. I fell in love with it, man. Um, I love these comments popping up. I, I would say for me, I, I would say my favorite moment last year, and I feel like this is kind of obvious, but um, – I remember being on the field for, well, it's one of the obvious moments. I remember being on the field for the 2015 wildcard game, January 16, Steelers and Bengals. Like Bengals fans are never going to forget that. I, I get it. But I just remember in that moment. Pain! When Vontez has the pick, right? And I remember I'm shooting like reaction of fans and it's raining. And I remember thinking like these are the tears of Cincinnati, you know, like the happy tears, right? Um just kind of washing away all the years of pain of playoff losses. And obviously it backfires. I don't have to go through it. Sure. Um, and it became, please don't. please don't. Yeah. Tears <laughs> of but like, look, man, like that's why, you know, you, you truly exercise the demon when Jermaine Pratt makes that play against the Raiders playoff P and he has that big play. And in that moment, what was so cool about that is the players, it was big to them. They understood how important it was. It mattered. But it wasn't even really about the players when they won that game against the Raiders. It was about the fans. I mean, the fans were having a moment of pure bliss. A friend of mine who comes to a lot of games texted me a picture of him and his buddy up in the stands. And his eyes were red. And I said, Craig, are you crying? He said, yeah. Um, and, and that to me, to see that, moments to finally get the playoff win to stop being talked about as the play of the team who hasn't won a playoff game in three decades or whatever Bo jackson curse all exactly of that. All, all of that stuff right and it's kind of like in basketball right like a shooter who's streaky is just cold keeps hitting iron 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 over and over again once you finally see one go through it takes the lid off and it changes everything that to me is what that night was, what that day was for Bengals fans, for this team and that playoff run. It took the lid off and it changed everything. And so that to me, I think is probably one of the most memorable parts of last season. We were a yellow flag away from a Super Bowl championship, man. That's crazy to think. It really yeah. is. I, I mean, there's so many different ways, you know, you go back to that game and I, I rewatched it a couple of times because I was in the press box at SoFi stadium watching and I needed to see the TV version of it you forget how many different ways the Bengals could have won that game. I know yes. it's painful, but uh, people can never say, oh, the, the Bengals weren't in that game. They weren't good. They were the better team for a large part of that game, I think. So it's just – At least 70-30, they were the better team. Absolutely. I mean, they, 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 were, they were right there in so many different ways, and I think they can get back this year. Here's our uh, buddy, Big Savage Greg. He does rally around the natty, him and James, a couple guys in the comments. They're probably going to ask to have you on, and you should go on. They do a good show with uh, they do. our buddy Santori and Bengal Dad. Not to try to pimp you out too much, but. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, who is your favorite Bengals player to cover? Yeah, that's, that's a good... This could be all time. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm loving this internet right now. I'm actually, uh, I haven't cut out in like five minutes. Yeah, um perfect. My favorite Bengals player to cover all time. Well, I mean, I think that there are some that I really enjoyed. I'm going to list a couple, and I don't think it's going to surprise anyone. A.J. Green was a delight to cover. Yeah. Um, just a pro's pro. He was always a joy to cover. Andrew Whitworth was always so very insightful, and the guy that would kind of give you some hard, tough sound bites when you needed them. 
after a tough loss because he was there for a few of those for sure. Um, but I think overall, one of the most entertaining guys to cover in my nine years here in Cincinnati is Jamar Chase. And it's because he will pretty much say whatever is on his mind. And he's sure. not too worried about the backlash that will come with it because he's confident enough in who he is and whatever the reaction might be that he's going to say kind of what's on his mind. Um, and also it's not just that he's, he likes to be entertaining when he's got a media circle around him or a press conference. Like he enjoys that light. He enjoys making people laugh. He laughs a lot while he's doing interviews or press conferences. He's just a very enjoyable guy to cover. And I like the fact that he just doesn't, he doesn't measure his words. Joe Mixon is a guy that will often measure his words. He's kind of very aware of what he's saying, how he's saying it. Is it team friendly? Uh, Joe Burrow can be entertaining when he wants to be, when, he, when he's in the mood for it. But Jamar Chase is kind of just always on. And I, yeah, he's, he's been a blast. He's always a fun guy to be around. See, I've heard a lot about the AJ Green one, which I was on sports. You've been on sports to strawberry ice. I was, I'm on there a lot with him. But we had a certain person said to call you Mr. Ranch. <laughs> and to see what that's about or if you'd know who would be saying that. Uh, it depends. I mean, Brandon Seho, who uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. would be the one that I would say uh, would be my top pick. Yeah, he's he's called me Mr. Ranch for years. Um, he said he said to write that down because I said that yep. we had you on. Yeah, we we one time uh, so Joe Danman one time put up the entire Cubcath Covington Catholic here on the Cincinnati area um, student section. He had them start a We Love Ranch chant and then brought it back and kind of punked me on the news with that um, because in my life people can't pronounce Rao. It's a hard German name to pronounce. See, I was saying we were talking about this. That's how the whole conversation. I'm like Dude, Roush. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was right. So people would just like when I was growing up, people would just give up. They're like, let's take this U and just flip it into an N because that the whole Ralph thing isn't working for us. So I got ranch more than you would know a lot. It's cool. It's weird. That's a very weird. Like, I didn't know where the story was going to go because yeah. he just said, bring up Mr. Ranch. That's it. He nailed it. But I'm glad that you nailed that it was him that said it right away. Yeah, yeah. Seho. So we worked with Seho for a few years here. He was kind of a uh, part timer when he was still in college before he really was able to get into TV um, and kind of move out and then came back to Cincinnati to work at Channel 5. But yeah, we, uh, myself and Joe Daneman, uh, got to know him pretty well. Now, have you seen his mustache lately? I have. Yeah. I've seen way too much of that mustache lately. Hey, man, he's he's living his best life. He's got the podcast now, the mental game, and he's I think he I think he wanted to break free from local TV for a lot of different reasons. And um, one of the main reasons is like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys have gathered a little bit of this. You know, people who cover a team are not professionally. We are not supposed to be fans of the teams yes, that we cover. Yeah. There, there's you got to find a balance with that because it can backfire on you. If, it, if you go too far, it really can backfire if you cover the team on the daily. And Brandon Seho is a. um He's a Bengals fan. He's a Bearcat fan, like all those things. And I think he now gets to really, really embrace those things. And I'm, it's cool, man. I'm happy for him. So he's rocking the stash. He's going to games and he's having a great time. So it's good. Yeah. So this is when I'll mention we were in the Bet Fred suite, Joe. So yeah. we were in the Bet Fred suite last week with Brandon. And I'd met him the week before. I'd had him on the show before that, which was a very deep show. If anyone hasn't watched it, watch it. I'm not going to relive like a bunch of grown men crying, but uh, it was very emotional. We just kind of told stories. It was, it was all, it was good. It needed to be, but I want to do it again, but uh, Jer uh, he's a great guy. Brandon's a great guy, but we were in that stash. It just keeps growing and it's quite yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. I got to drop one thing on you. I wasn't quick enough, but. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we haven't used that graphic in forever. I know. That, I was that was the first that. player we had on, Jeremy, over the summer was Clark Harris. So we thought it was going to be like 20, 30 minutes. Maybe we'll get 45, you know, if he's feeling the yeah. good. He said, boys, I'm ready to drink. Puts down a bottle. We did three and a half hours. Did you really? It was wild. 
Holy cow. Yeah, this and, was and before then, I was And then the next the week, awesome. we had Shane Graham, and he wanted to top him, so we did four with Shane. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, next time I'm on this show, so, like, I'm working tonight. Sure. Um, but next time I do this show, I, I, I need to have a brew with me, so I'm going to get it right next time. There you go. Yeah, and Skyline Chili's. Oh yeah, I'm down for some skyline. Yeah, that's the one. That's that's another thing. I'm not, I'm not a native Cincinnati guy. I, mean, I drove maybe, through Cincinnati once. I think I was 12 years old. Maybe I was here at Kings Island or something, and uh, we went to Skyline, and I loved it. And I have loved Skyline from day one. And my wife is, she's like, no, that's yeah. first time she had Skyline. She ordered a bowl of chili from yeah. Skyline. Right. Actual like chili, because like yeah, soup. like because <laughs> the skyline, normal skyline is spaghetti. I don't care who, I don't care if yeah. this cancels this show. That is spaghetti to me. Well, I mean, she just ignored it the right way, and so like, and she's not a big chili lover. So, um, I've, I listen. I've got Cincinnati in my blood somewhere because I love skyline. All but you house those? Oh, the, when I do the challenge. I Wait, actually, well, you tried to house them. You. I, I'm sitting in the room that I did that challenge. I should have started here tonight. This is one of our uh, conference meeting rooms here at Fox 19. And I am in that room right now. And I still have PTSD. I'm five feet from where I was. Um, that was, I thought, I thought meat sweats were like made up, like a saying, like an old wives tale. I was sweating profusely on like Coney six or seven and I had there were two producers in here videoing me, and they're like cheering me on. And I'm looking at them like I'm not gonna make it. They're like, no, you got this. I'm like, I don't have this. And so I got to nine. I I, had, I, I consumed all nine. On my tenth one, it didn't it didn't end so well. So Joe Daneman says I got nine. I always say I got like nine point three, but and and that was over what period of time? Uh, Twenty five minutes. Twenty five minutes. Okay. The crazy so, uh, thing is. I ate five in five minutes, just to give you an idea of yep. how much I slowed Yeah, down. you went too hard too quick. Yes. So, so I have to one-up you. In college, there I was, on, I was at Xavier's campus, and they had a Coney dog eating contest, and I won by eating nine in five minutes. Ooh. Wow. Subtle flex, drop it. Yeah, you got it? Drop it. I'll drop it. I basically Jeremy fasted. Jeremy already gets the show. He already gets it. You do. I love it. I basically fasted all day and then like preemptively took Pepto. And of course, you know, I was like 20 years old then, so yeah. my body could handle it more. But I couldn't do well, that Well, this now whole interview with Jeremy and talking Bengals just turned into just talking some random bullshit. So I'm going to no, continue it. I'm it's gonna good. continue it for a few minutes. We're good. And I'm gonna say, I don't know if you've seen when uh, Bengals captain did that challenge. He I did, did not. The Coney challenge, and he housed all ten. He did. did he really? Yeah. And he woke up the next day and said he was good. Yep. I, I did mine in the middle of a work day. It was um, the Reds were about to have. They were ramping up their. Um, they were doing summer camp baseball because of the COVID year. And we were going to go to the stadium. It was really hot that day, like 90 degrees or something, and shoot Reds practice at, at Great American Ballpark. And I did that. I walked out the door, and I was sweating. I might like, you know, kind of the cold sweat you get. And Joe was like, you're not going to make it, dude. And I was like, I don't think so. And so we went there. I felt terrible. And then when I came back after the uh, Reds practice, I uh, some things played out that weren't too pretty. But um I ended up working the rest of the night, man. I powered through, but yeah, like so, never, never again. Hold on. Let's go back to the, some things played out that wasn't too pretty. That is a I, great I, way I don't to think say elaborations that. needed there. <laughs> no, uh, I wasn't going to ask him uh, okay. to go more in depth, but no, no, no. it was a beautifully way to frame a bad situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I took an L from both ends of the spectrum. Thank you, Chris, aka Pork Chop, for that. Yeah, our, that. our guy, Pork Chop, man. If he um, loves you, we love you. Yeah, it's it's uh, but like I, I went right back, man. That people at work that were, were telling me like, "Are you done with Skyline for a year? Like, how long's the hiatus? You know, does it gross you out?" Two days later, I was diving back in, man. So, you know, <laughs> Cincinnati sports for the side of Ral. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's great. 
Good stuff. I like talking. You know, it's good. We, we can talk nonsense. You can ask me Bengals questions, whatever you got. I'm here for it. Well, well, we got our other guy coming in. We got a raffle going on. But I'd love to have you back on the show sometime. I want to let Tony uh, promote his art here because we had him on and he was at the studio and it wasn't. We raised $500 for the Aiden Hurst Foundation because of one of his prints. That's awesome. So, love it. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Very cool. Love to hear that. I'm confident that Tony's internet is going to work for you guys. Uh, it didn't last time. It, hey, I, 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 I would love to come back on. Honestly. All right, guys, all right Jeremy. We'll get a hold of you. And we'll have some brews next time. All right, Let's brother. do it. All right. Thank you so Uday. much, Jeremy. Well, it works. Fox Night Team Day. <laughs> yes, sir. Thanks, guys. See you, brother. Man, What's up, guys? What, what a pleasure. I got to first say, what a pleasure Jeremy was. He moved awesome. three places in the Fox 19 studio to get a good connection for us. Yeah, and then he was, he was awesome. Yeah, he's, he's Tony! I'm back. Good internet? I got internet. It yeah. sounds It already bad. sounds better. That's yeah, awesome. got, a good, got a good camera connection and everything. Using my wife's office, so I had to kind of rig some things. Don't mind that, little, uh, that little light on the floor back there. <laughs> well, right. I, I want you to show off your art or tell about your... First off, just give everybody the story because I don't know how much you were cutting out last time. So the story of you, the story of your art, and where they can find you first off. Yeah, so um, I've been doing art uh, full-time for three years now. Um, who day, Greg? Yeah, I've been doing art for uh, three years now full-time, and uh, I, I quit a career. I was a police officer uh, with Hamilton County Sheriff's Office for 13 years, and uh you know, I, there's like my last year, I was kind of getting burnt out and my wife and I had a talk and, uh, Hey, but thank you for oh, yeah. like yeah, thank tough you. job. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, it, it was fun and it had its, its highs and lows, but I mean, I, I think I spent more, more days coming home in a grumpy mood and just right. kind of quality of life. is just kind of like, eh. yeah. Yeah. 13 but, uh, years though. That's yeah. Dude. Yeah, I was at the I was at the jail for six of those years, and then seven out on the on the streets, and wow. so yeah. But um, I was doing art on the side. I I got a studio back in 2015 at Essex, which is like just downtown Cincinnati, and uh, started doing it. And um, it all I could think about was how cool it would be to treat this like a full time job. Like I could just think of how much better I can get at what I'm doing, and you know, come up with like, uh, you know, some big projects. I didn't know what my subject matter was going to be. And I did a lot of, uh, sports paintings. A lot of people were interested in sports paintings for, you know, their, their, their basements. I did a, uh, like one of the first ones I did when I got back into painting was a picture of Domitop Pecco, um, and the rest of the defensive line. They were going to the Steelers. It was cool, man. I, I did it for a friend and I, I undercharged them. I mean, I think I, I charged, it was a four foot by two foot painting. I charged him 200 bucks for it. And, Sounds good to me. Uh, right. Do that again. No. <laughs> but, uh, it was Worth cool. a shot. A friend of mine shared it with Pecco on Twitter and he, he got back to me. Like he called me up because my buddy gave him my phone number and I ended up doing a painting for Pecco. And, uh, that was, that was a cool, that was a cool experience. It was some bragging rights, but, um, you know, everybody I worked with at the sheriff's office was real supportive. They're like, you got to, you got to do this, man. This is, this is where you need to be. And, um, you know, my, the sheriff at the time, Jim Neal, he was uh, real supportive. He, he gave me a, a year leave of absence. So if it didn't work out, I could go back. You could have came uh, back. Oh, that's yeah, awesome, man. That's really not, kind. not many people would do that. No, no, not a lot of bosses. And, you know, I, I never burned my bridges. I was always happy to be, be right. There. But my, still, there's still not a lot of bosses oh, yeah. and people that would do that. oh yeah everybody was so supportive i even i mean one of my supervisors even was like you know you might want to see if he'll if he'll give you this uh leave of absence because i wasn't originally going to ask for it. i was just going to up and quit and um they were all like yeah we want you to do this because you know it makes you happy i mean it was it was awesome wow. so wow. um i think three months into doing it full time i was like yeah this is this is for me and, uh, you know, a lot of what I did, you know, when I started doing, I was, I was donating a lot of artwork for like, uh, cancer benefits, uh, heart, heart disease benefits and all that. So, you know, the biggest thing for me, uh, was just making sure that I was putting my work to good use and, you know, I don't have a ton of money to just donate away, but I, you know, if, if I can, I can earn a ton of money with just artwork alone and it's, it's, it's paid off, you know? 
So that's yeah. incredible. Well, uh, Dale, I don't know if you wanted to segue right in to, you know, just wanted to say thank you for yeah. donating that that beautiful burrow um, pick, uh, able to raise five hundred dollars for the Hayden Hurst Family Foundation. Yeah, anytime. Thank you so much. Well, and yeah. and, and Tony had sent me a couple of his things, which uh, first thing I was like. Man, how much that Hubbard costs, you know? And then I was, oh, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, when I move and I get settled, honestly, like that would I may have to like, if not that one, maybe one of his other side for my wife oh, for Christmas. I was gonna say, Mar- Marissa's, you know, is get her to Hubbard. Sam Hubbard. You That's your boy. Sam yeah. Hubbard down, ready to go. <laughs> like, he, he, yeah. I want him to look like a tiger coming out of the jungle, kind of. <laughs> You know, my, my paintings, as I'm, I'm painting them, they evolve because I didn't originally wasn't planning on making it look like that. Um, well, they're so good. Like, they're so good. Um, KB Arts guy has some of his art, but also Sean, Sean Volker. Oh, like, yeah. Like, have you seen his stuff? Like, oh, yeah. Is so, and I'm like, amazing. like your stuff. I'm like, dude, you're you're up there. Like, you're up there. Like, it's amazing artwork. Thanks. I've been called the Joe Burrow of painting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's hold on. That's a graphic, Joe. That's the graphic. Yeah. Yep. Because she oh, would want that unsealed. <laughs> oh shoot. Yeah. So you know, I, when he yeah. said he's the Joe Burrow of artwork. Yeah. That's the subtle oh, flex. Oh, oh. oh, oh, sorry. Jeez, 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 jeez. God, yeah. you brought the subtle flex back. Well, I got the comments up, and you know, it takes me a second. To yeah, look over. exactly. I'll be more ready now. I, yeah. I get too busy reading the comments trying to get people's words in. Oh, Tony, tell yeah. the people about some of these paintings. Do you want to bring any of them forward, or you want to yeah, leave yeah, where yeah. they're at? Or so we can start with the re- one I just finished up. One of my more recent ones that I just finished. I did the uh, Trent Nerwin painting oh, when he got his one. first touchdown. Has uh, he got back to you? No. Nah. I, like, I, inst- uh, I Instagram messaged him too, yeah. and I was like, I know you don't know me, and right. selfishly, I'd love you to come on Bengals of Brews. I was yeah. like, but Tony's good people. He helped ra- raise money. I'm like, he's literally just trying to give you this print. Oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine how many people probably approach these guys about doing artwork for him. I, 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 well, I, he probably thinks you want something out of it. But I don't like, want anything out of it. No. I know. You just want to get it's. <laughs> Remember, he's got like, such a cool yeah he's got such a cool story i love how hard he works and like he's got such a great attitude about where he is you know this whole Bengals team has been great about about not having egos and everybody lifts each other up so when he succeeds it's super exciting to watch i mean you just get in the moment man he got that flea flicker, flicker pass <laughs> and i mean that was like i was like i was so happy i'm like i gotta sit in there texting like come get this painting already just yeah you know well, but, and that's why I was like, I was like, no strings attached, dude. I'm telling you, yeah. don't want it. And I'm sure they're like, they probably get people sure. and they're like, I don't oh, like this exactly. real fake, whatever. This is real. No, this this is real. That yeah. is the, hold it up again. Yeah. So, Take a gander. Trent yeah. This is a real person. painting by Tony, yeah. <laughs> and he wants to just give it to you. So great. Yep. So yeah, started. So that's um, that's one of the ones that I just did. I also got um, so oh. good. I do cityscapes as well. So when I first started doing this full time, I didn't know what my subject matter was going to be. And I didn't know if I was going to start doing everything sports scene. So I started going around and getting photographs. I had a buddy come out, like take me out and just show me the tricks of like getting uh, photo references and stuff. And so I did like this uh, Roebling Bridge. That's great. That's beautiful. Thanks. Right. It's so good. And this is, this is just a, uh, this is a print um, canvas print. So those are really, that's these like, 300 bucks i think or whatever on my website but you know the original is a 36 by 24 inch i mean it's but it's like one of my best selling uh prints but yeah so that's one of the things i started doing is like getting recognizable locations that will just sell regularly on you know on in but let me show you uh fc for an fc cincinnati thing hold on uh oh joe brace yourself this is soccer right <laughs> Joe just talks shit about soccer. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to jump on with the FC Cincinnati though, because I'm like, oh who's doing my FC god, Cincinnati? that is so good. Yeah, this is uh, you paint you painted that? Oh yeah, it looks like a photo, don't it? Is that the original? This is the original. Wow, it's on. Holy a, on a shit! Panel. So yeah, that's incredible. 
Somebody, somebody clip this and tag Tyler Minerding. He needs that. Ah, I think he follows me on Twitter, so I'm sure he'll. Dude, that is incredible. Yeah, thank you. And then let's see what else I got. Me over here, like stick figure. Also, after the incident with uh, Cassianos, I uh, painted this like right away. Oh, that's awesome! Oh my god, the glare sucks. No, we can see it great. You guys go on my website and all that. I got or my uh, Instagram page. I got the photo of that one. So that was uh, this was like a really good seller. I sold these limited editions like just to get them out of the way. I mean, I've only got a couple left, but I sold the painting like a half an hour after I put it available. Wow. So, and when you're selling the the originals, are you auctioning them off or are you just setting a price? I'm setting a price. Um, okay. A lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll share it on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And, you know, I, I, I try to post things as regularly as I can on my website. But um, I actually got behind on my website. But, um, you know, a lot of... TonyLipsArt.com, by the way. Do what? I said TonyLipsArt.com, oh, by the way. Yeah, TonyLipsArt, two Ps in my, in my last name. So it's, um, it's definitely, uh, you know, I sell prints directly from the website. So I sell paper prints, uh, canvas prints and metal prints. Um, and then also started making pillows too. That's one of my paintings on a pillow, which was kind of, that was a little trial thing. How does that work? Uh, it's, yeah. it, there's, it's, there's like, um, the website that I go through it's, I do art storefronts. So, uh, they're attached to Guten and Guten makes like merchandise. So I, all I, right. So I, if I wanted that Sam Hubbard on a pillow, life-size body pillow kind of thing. Well, oh God, I wasn't, Jesus, I wasn't even thinking that far. I didn't, I didn't say it. I didn't, I mean, 17 years married and I still don't know if I'll love her that much. For a <laughs> body pillow, Sam Hubbard. To stay buried. <laughs> I still want her to care about me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how that would work on, on a pillow yet, because I don't have, I don't have like the long pillows or whatever. So yeah, I yeah. I, I'm, it's still a trial period because I don't like how they, they look just yet. I'm still working. Got you. Well, let me know. Let me know. I'll that let would know. be a good gift for the wife. Hey, here's yeah. Sam Hubbard, just all bent over and fierce <laughs> for you. And then here's me, like, let me go do a podcast in the garage. Yeah. You and Sam and your whatever you got, you just take care of yourself. Yeah. So, so Tony, is all of your artwork either like sports or Cincinnati based, or you do do you oh. do some other things as well? I do. So I do a lot of portraits. Um, Bear it back, guys. My dog's barking. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I do a lot of sports paintings, but I I I, I like doing the cityscapes, and I, I have a, a side project that I'm working on right now, which is a, a figure figurative painting. So I'm doing like um, I'm working with uh, dancers. So I'm doing okay. these, these paintings of these dancers and, and it's kind of like a celebration of the human form. And it's really, it's kind of like a, my own like passion project. I love to paint people. And so um, one of the things that I, I do enjoy doing too is like cityscapes and I've been doing a lot of live painting lately. So it's like um, just to really kind of hone your skills. Like when you paint from life and it's, it, you change up your approach to how you apply the paint because oil paint stays wet for a long time. So you have to kind of be more precise about what, mm. where you put those colors down so they don't mix and blend to get muddy looking. Sure. So, you know, right now, um, yeah, I do a lot of cityscapes. So like that first, that first year in 2019, I think all I did was just paint, paint, paint. And I think I had about, oh God, 20, 20 paintings, like of just random spots, locations in the city, um, recognizable spots. Um, I got a really cool one that I did. So a friend of mine, when he took me out, he was showing me kind of like these little cool little tricks and we strapped it. I wanted like candid shots with people walking around, but they don't know they're being photographed. Sure. And so we put a, a GoPro at the front of his car, just drove around and let it record. Oh, and we're sitting, yeah. We're sitting at this traffic light and this family cro is crossing the street and this little, like the whole family is dressed in black and there's this one little girl and she's dressed in like this, this pink Christmas dress and um she's looking at us and we're and it's just like everything points at her and we me and my buddy were just like that's going to be a, a good reference photo right there so we went back we looked at we we pulled up the clip and like we cut that frame out and uh, it's actually one of my my favorite paintings that i did in that first year but it's all it's got it's a shot up over the rhine 
And so I got a lot of good reference photos from over the Rhine from that first year as well. But, you know, they're, yeah, do a lot of cityscapes. That's awesome. So, yeah. and, and if somebody wanted to commission uh, some, a piece from you, could, could they contact you through, through your website? Would that be the, yeah. way, the best way? Yeah. So there's actually, yeah, there's a contact form in my website. You can, it'll shoot me a direct message to my, uh, my uh, email. People can also shoot me a message on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and set something up. Um, I'm still working on getting a pricing sheet for, for size, different sizes. Cause my, the sizes vary, um, depending on what people want. Some people have want asked me to do like family portraits on something like this big. And I'm like, that's, that's hard to do with like the detail and just trying sure. to get the accurate, you know, faces on there. But yeah, I've done a lot of like wedding gifts, like pe wedding portraits of people. And, um, you know, it's just, people can talk with me if they got something in mind. I've done like paintings of people's homes too, like that they grew up in they gave me a uh, book. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. so growing, growing up, Tony, like, so was this something you, you always excelled in or, or was this oh, a skill that you grew in, grew into I, in your adulthood? I grew up as an artist. Like I, I grew up drawing and like every day my mom would be, my mom would come, I don't know if you remember like the old like uh, printer paper that was like an accordion and it had like the holes on the side. Yep. She would bring had to, had to get off the edges. Yeah. Yep. So she would bring home stacks of that and I would draw and color all over that. And uh, I do have paintings of the, of the parks. I got uh, Eden Park and uh, Washington Park uh, for Chris Keeper. But yeah, so like it's something I've been doing all my life. I went to college for it. So I went to, I went to Moeller and they have a great art program. Um, and so when I went through there, it was like, if you're going in their art program, it's like, you have to be ready to go to school for art. You know, if, if you're not going to go to school for art, there's no sense of being in this particular part. It was like an AP program. So um, I went to college for art up at Kitt State. And uh, I started out as a graphic design major. I, I got really bored with that in the first semester. And and then I changed up my major already. I, I, I quit right away and, and changed my major up. And, you know, I think I was like an art education major. And then I was like, I just want to get good at art. I want to paint. Yeah. So I ended up changing my major for a third time. And then I think it was after 2005 when I got out of college. Uh, I was like, well, I, I'm an adult now. I need to make some make some money. And my dad, who's my dad was a former deputy. And uh, he's like, you know, just join the sheriff's office, work the jail, pay your loans off. And so that's how I got into working for the sheriff's office. And, you know, I grew up around police officers and I, I did have a little bit of me that wanted to be a cop. So um, I went to the jail and yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think I think a lot of uh, artists growing up, they they change careers because they don't see a path to, to really make make a living on. and. Yeah. What, what advice would you give to aspiring artists to, to you know, be able to make, make a real living at it? So now is like the best time to be an artist because of social media. I mean, Instagram, like people go viral and like the best thing to do right now is, is record and, and, and um, um, just like take videos of what you're doing, your process and, and give people a little something like glimpse of what it takes to create a piece of work. Um, and you don't, it doesn't have to be all the time, but just like stay, stay regular on, on posting and, uh, you know, try to get as much, you know, do a piece of work a day and it doesn't even have to be something big. Like when the pandemic started, I had to get creative because I didn't think I was going to start making any sales. I actually, my sales went up like a ton and cause I got really creative. I was doing like small paintings for like, 60 to a hundred dollars. And I mean, I, I did that in a half, that painting in a half an hour and, and I sold it right wow. away. And so I did like a bunch of those. And I mean, they, they sold like right away. So I was posting these pictures and I was saying, you know, this is available now. And, you know, it was great. People were awesome about it, but you know, you gotta be willing to put in the effort to stay relevant on your social media and, and, it's a, it's okay. You know, it's like some people think to be a true artist, you're, you, you're going to sell out by doing that, but it's, it's not true. Absolutely. Yeah. We see Dalton Dalton's a, uh, I don't know if you follow him. I follow him. Yeah. I follow his uh, stuff. 
he he does some some amazing stuff i'm i'm yeah. a very amateur graphic designer and i always just am, am in awe of some of the stuff dalton does and, and yeah. artists like you do um i it's it's something for me fun to to play around with but i i never had the dedication growing up to really you know hone a craft it's you know it's funny too is because you brought up graphic design and how i started with i wanted to be an illustrator originally and I, I look at it today, like at my age, as an 18 year old, like I didn't know what I wanted. Now I'm 40 years old. I'm like, gosh, I kind of wish I would have stuck with graphic design a little bit to have, cause like some of the, per like I would have learned illustrator, Photoshop, all these little things that I could, I needed to go take a class for, but. How the hell old do you say you are? I'm about to be 40. Yeah. He's about my age. Well, all right. 38. 38? I'm 38. 30. Yeah. All right. 38. I'll be right back guys. All right. I was just going to say, damn, you look like you're 25, Tony. <laughs> yeah. 40. I'll be 40 next week, actually. See, I never know if Crep Kibber's been serious or not. Is that an actual artist? Uh, Thomas Kincaid. Um, his stuff's really good. It's it, it's not really my my uh, my flavor. But he, he master of light. 40. Hey, that's, a, that's a good compliment right here. Thanks, Dalton. Hey, happy birthday, stranger, on Saturday. Happy birthday. Hey, do we want to run the, uh, are you guys, do you want to show off any more pieces real quick? Uh, you know, I don't know if I have anything else. I mean, not, I, I mean, the only other thing I got is my Hubbard, and I don't know if that was nice to see that. Do, do you have the Joey B piece that we're raffling? Yeah, on? I got the Joey B. Well, so I got the. The Joey, the 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 original for the Joey B is gone. It got sure, sold. sure. Yeah, uh, duh. Wow. And that's the original for the. Oh my god! It's the original Hubbard. That is hey, incredible. do you guys you want guys to Sam Hubbard here? What? Okay, or can you guys? Uh, no, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna say it. I was gonna say y'all raised me two grand. <laughs> I like you, but. Oh my god! Man. <laughs> Come on, Joe. It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah kids, man. You and yeah. Derek can't go a grand a piece for me. <laughs> nah, I got kids. Yeah. yeah. Here's here's the Joey B print. It's ready to be framed in a. Oh my god! It's my so yeah, it looks yeah. good in the frame too. I mean, yeah. you can go well, no, that's what, everything I have is prints back here, and that's what if somebody's like, "Oh god, that dude, you're getting an amazing piece." Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. so if, if anybody wants to buy one, $177. Hey, look, I'm $5 to the two grand. Pork Chop's got five on it. <laughs> hey, yeah, actually, I did want to put this out there, though, because everybody's been awesome about, you know, reaching out to me about the, the prints. I've had a couple people say if they don't win, they're going to end up buying. Um, for this week, um, what is today? Today's Thursday. Thursday. So, yeah. Until through next Friday, these Joey B's, I'll take 20, 20 bucks off the price for anybody that's interested. This is for anybody and everybody. So that's awesome. You know, I'm doing that price level for folks. So if you don't win, you still can buy the print and you get $20 yeah. off. And you're supporting a fucking amazing artist who's going to continue to do great things. Oh, yeah. These, these oh, are limited oh. editions, too. So, the, the you know, you, um, yes. you asked me about the price, and that's part of the reason why it's yes, it is what it exactly. Is. And that's why I started putting limited because yeah. that is, and that's that's the artist, that's what you should do. Yeah. So, yeah, anything open, it, it goes it, it goes for much cheaper. I'm actually going to be making uh, prints of the Sam Hubbard as well in the future. So. Well, I know when I'm going to be buying at least the print. Yeah. I'll make it available on Canvas, too. Damn it. It's going to cost me more money. Damn it, Carissa. It's okay. I know. I'm supporting you. That's what matters. And you supported us. That's what matters. And we all supported the Hayden Hurts Foundation. So, uh, I speaking of the Hayden Hurts Foundation, before we do the drawing, Joe, real quick, I want Tony, because... I was on with Iceman, and she was saying how she got in contact, and you're wanting to do a golf pa Have you started? You're I haven't started yet. Okay. I got to go out and get some reference shots. I at least want updates. I don't care if you put them out in public. I want some updates in my DMs. Of yeah, definitely. What you're doing, because it's so cool. 
and, and he's going to be doing something with the Hayden Hurst Foundation with their golf tournament. And I just think it's going to be a, go a good thing for you, a good yeah. thing for them. And, and I love it, man. That's how it should go, right? Good things happen when people are trying to do good things for other people. Like, I love it. You know, I, I appreciate you guys, you know, giving me kudos, but you guys too. I mean, you guys have done a fantastic job. I mean, all, all the, all the benefits you do getting, getting it such a great following. And I mean, that you go out of your way to do this. So, I mean, that's, that's huge. And definitely it's, it's much appreciated for these causes. So. Yeah. But there ain't yeah. no way in hell I could draw something like that and, and to be able to, to do that. And it raised another $500. And that doesn't happen without you, Tony. And yeah. a lot of people in the chat and a lot of people that we're good. And they hope they win. They yeah, hope they absolutely. Win. Yeah. Real quick, before we do the drawing, since Dale is the most humble person in the world, he is always the one organizing all of this and putting it out there. When you see stuff from the social media account, 99% of the time, it's Dale. Uh, he also uh, helped. Uh, raise a bunch of money for a kid that lost his father in an ATV accident, went um, to his first Bengals game this Sunday, bought him, uh, you know, raised money for $300 worth of gear with a Joe Mixon jersey. So, Dale, I know you won't um, bring it up, but I want to recognize you that you were just a, a good, selfless dude. Well, you're never coming back on the show. <laughs> no, no. All right, we'll do the drawing. I'll stop. Kissing your ass. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So I got one of them queued up. So there were 50 spots. And so we had to split it out into two races. Because and... it's, a, it's a football. like so yeah. Gonna... yeah, you'll see it when we bring it up. Yeah. So, yeah, there will be a little digital football players. And each, uh, each player will represent each time you... Uh, paid for a raffle. So here are all the different names. If you see a number next to someone's name, that's should we they... shuffle it? Shuffle it yeah. three times. That's what I was going to shuffle it nine times for Joey B. Oh, I do three because it's my lucky number. You want to do three? Or you want to do nine? Yeah, three. All right. Uh, now... Which obviously, if any of us win, because we have spots on it, but if any of us win, we're obviously it'll just be the runner up. You know. All right. And so there's ready. 25 of the drawings, and let's go. And we're off. Good luck, everyone. This is race one of two. Oh, who's out to the lead? Chris, Chris out to early lead. Chris, Chris Mertens, Mertens. A big lead. I see Ryan yet. Ryan so Young's Ryan. not too far behind. Well, Chris, Chris, Chris is zooming down. Here comes Phil, though. Oh, Phil, Phil is behind Chris. Oh, Ryan Young's making a push. Oh, we got another Phil. Phil had, did have 12 spots. Damn, oh, Chris! Landslide. Chris, Chris Martin. Burns! He ran away with it. No one wow. still finished that. But Jeez. this is only a... He didn't win yet. Because this is only... Nope. This is... That was 25. Chris is in the finals. He, he will have a yep. spot in the finals. Now we got another 25 that they'll have a spot in the finals against Chris. Yep. Let me bring this one up. All this right. has everybody's names. You can look back through it. Like <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, wrong one. Yeah, that, too yeah. many tabs open. That was where it shows Chris. Chris got first. Phil got second. There we go. And we'll shuffle it three times. Which Phil bought 12 spots. So if you see here are all the names. Yeah, we did. And Parker, Parker Blake, Blake had 10, 10 spots. spots so so we, we split those up 50-50 between the two. Yeah. Here we go. And I put it fast. And go. Man, Chris three, ran the fuck away two, with that bird. Yeah, it, it wasn't even close. Oh, there's Phil. There's Phil. This one's I a lot closer Blake. early on. I see another Phil. I see Greg Shelly just took Johnson. a big sprint. Christopher Walker. Oh, Greg Luther up on the top. G-Force. G-Force K2 Twitter. Got a big lead. Oh, Shelly. Comes Phil. Oh, Phil's in the lead. Oh, G-Force. Oh, it's close. Oh. Gonna be down between Phil, Phil. and Phil. Phil. Got it. Phil. Phil. All right. Well, hey. He did buy 12 spots. 
He did. All right. Give me, uh, I'm going to mute myself for a sec just while I set up the final two between Phil and Chris. Phil already won fan of the year. We should give it to Chris. Kidding. But you know what Phil will probably do? He'll probably uh, raffle this off with what he's doing for the Super Bowl. So if anything, that works out even better. I just hope he gives you the credit, Tony, like yeah. for your art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So Phil Amrine, who's in here with Chris Merton's pork chop, our, our dude, um, he won fan of the year this year. I don't know if you've seen that video, all that. No, stuff. I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, he's fan. They told him he was coming in to do some Christmas jingles and stuff like that. That's yeah. how they told him he was fan of the year. Huh. But he he already buys tickets to the Super Bowl every year. So he's the optimist. I hope yes, that the he, will be there. And he's been doing that for like 10 or 15 years. So when he won Super Bowl tickets, he's raffling his off. He's trying to uh, raise a hundred thousand for charity. That's cool. All right, that's awesome. Here is the final. We got Chris up here, Bengals fan of the year. Phil down here. Shuffle one, two, three, and I'll do the same settings I did before. Yeah. We got a head-to-head -head battle. Right. Good luck. He's going to get off to a fast start. Chris is now on the bottom. Phil's on top. Yep. Well, that sounded dirty. Yeah, that wow, was kind of weird. <laughs> so Chris is around the 30. Oh, here comes Phil. He's yep. 40. Phil's Chris a is across midfield. Chris is across midfield. Commanding lead. Can Phil field. catch 30. him? Can Phil catch him? I don't oh, think he's going 20. to. Oh. In the red know. zone. Ten. Oh, he's five. Oh, oh, Phil oh, making a late sprint. Phil making a late Oh, my God. He hit it's it. a photo finish. Oh, my God. Wow. How did that happen? I thought wow. Chris had it, and Phil came out of nowhere for like a 30-yard gain. Wow. I, think he I mean, Phil should just go play the lottery because he's winning everything. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, that he did, not that he did deserve fan of the year. No. But, Wow. Wow, that was so close. That was exciting. That was cool. Well, congratulations, Phil. Congratulations, Phil. And and $120, $120 donation from Phil. Yeah, you know, absolutely. For the thing. And Chris had two spots in, so $20 donation from Chris. Shout out, yep. everybody. Parker Blake, another guy. He had $10 and $100. Like, and, and everybody else. Like, and that's what I mean. We just put the names in. We don't know who the hell is going to win it. Yep. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Awesome. We'll see. Phil might be raffling this off again. He might <laughs> be. Hey, if we can keep raising money, if that's what he chooses to do. But hey, he might want that for his man cave. So I'll message Phil and tell him to get in touch with you, Tony. Yeah. Or if you. Well, Phil don't really do the Twitter, so. Yeah, he's just on he... Facebook, I think. Yeah, he's on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Facebook okay. and. Uh... I mean, you want my email or whatever, too. I mean, Tony he's mainly on Facebook. That's where. Yeah, yeah. give me a message on Facebook. Tony I, we'll on. figure it out. Yeah, it's it's on Facebook as well. Same same tagline. Man. That was, that was fun. That was fun. It was exciting. Oh. And it raised $500 for mental health awareness with the Nurse Foundation. So. That's awesome. I really appreciate you guys having me on for this, too. And, uh. Spread the word. Right. I I hope your art sell. I'm obviously going to have to buy some. Probably not the original, but. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of a print budget kind of guy. Yeah. All right. I'll, 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 I'll give you guys a hookup on prints. So. I appreciate you. Yeah. Well, cool. Hey, anything awesome. else you want to you wanna ask Tony before we wrap, Dale? No, I'm just thankful for him, man. Yeah. This has been fun. It's been fun to do it. Like, which I was like, man, I don't know if we'll get 50. I kept saying, I would even message Tony. I'm like, am I like yeah. at 20 or 30? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. We stalled out yeah. like 28 for a while there. And all yeah. of a sudden it just yeah, like we were... all filled up at once. That's uh, awesome. So thank, thanks to everyone for, for their generosity. Yeah, yeah. that's great.
Yeah, I'll do this again. Happen without everybody else, like for sure. Yeah, we'll do this again. I'll uh, I'll keep you guys posted on uh, future artworks or whatever. And oh, Derek's gonna give. Yeah, I see. Derek's gonna. Derek's gonna give poor chap a little something, something for being runner up. He said, "Slide in my DMs." Slide on in, pork chop. That sounded weird too. <laughs> All right, Tony. Appreciate yeah. it, brother. Thank you, guys. All right, who day, everyone? Who day? Joe, you got any parting words for the people? No, man. This this was great. Jeremy was awesome. Tony was awesome. It was uh, a good episode. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was so much fun. And thanks. Thanks to you for, for all you do. Shut up. Number <laughs> one, shut up. Number two, I hope to see everybody back here on Saturday so we can really celebrate a king. Mark Walters, Mr. Third Down himself, is going to, uh, Joe's probably not going to be on that one, but I'll have Derek. You know, it's fine to get, as long as I can rotate, get my co host once a week, it's fine. It's a good set schedule. Me, I'll be here every fucking time. Mr. Reliable, that's what we call you. Nobody calls, no one calls me that. <laughs> but uh appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Who day? Let's go. Hootie. Cincinnati, we go rise and up. In the jungle, we unite and up. Tripping on your black and white. Who day when we fight? When we die in these stripes. Now who got a move I can Now who wanna move fast and now who wanna move out of? If you got stripes, then you let the city know you rock them. Yeah, we got them. Yeah, we fought them. Like that black and orange or bottle. Single bottle. Never stop it. To the beast of beast and all Who they rockin' with the diamond stripes? Flossin' on the ring. Cincinnati, she's our queen. We gon' show the world who king. Orange in the day, black in the night. Stripes in our veins, sparks gonna fly. The beast is awake, orange, black and white. Cause when the jungle come alive, who day we ignite and I Well suck my titties and call me Sally. I fucking love you.